This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. Startup Clinic. Now, let's introduce our two guests. We have in the studio with us Fazana Kazimi, who's the founder and CEO of Trailblazer Consulting. Fazana, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. And we also have Avtar Gill. You've just heard his voice. He's head of talent training and development at GCC Consulting. Very good afternoon. Very good afternoon, and thank you for having me at GGC Consultancy. Oh, sorry, GGC Consultancy. <laughs> so before we get to talking to both of you and dip back into that debate that Neil and I were having, here is Reham Demonori, who founded We Do Events. Now, we're talking about career changes, switches, people that have moved, and they organise corporate events and weddings. Before that, she had a successful career in IT as a marketing executive. Quite a jump. Let's hear what she has to say. The last one and a half years in my career, I've constantly kept thinking of opening my own company. It took me some time to realize my passion towards weddings, but one day, suddenly the journey just started. It took me like three attempts to resign over a span of a year, and it took a lot of courage to do so. So it was honestly one of the most difficult decisions I would have ever taken. So, difficult decision, um, Reham says, but Neil... Attempted to quit her job several times, attempted to resign, but finally bit the bullet and decided to do it. It's great. Um, and, and this is kind of your dream client to walk through the door. <laughs> it is. It's a recurring theme, actually. The you know, um, it's, it's tremendous that uh, she had such a, a struggle to resign. Obviously, her employer wanted to keep her. That's a pretty good sign. Now, you always say, look for a job from a job. Um, you're much more attractive if, if you're currently in something to a potential employer. And the same thing, you know, it, 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 it is a, a process. We've said before, before you go and come and, you know, much as I'd love to tell you, charge into the Virtue Zone office and get yourself a company license. Actually, before that, you need to work out, do you need a company license? Uh, um, and, and when you do get started, what are the things that you require? So plan it. Uh, um, and and so as such, people who are thinking to do that, uh, um, don't think that you can do it all in, in 30 days. You can't. And we've just had a text in on 4001, Neil. This says, as Megan says, life is about thriving, not surviving. And I guess there's, there's a desire in all of us to, to live quite peacefully. So that person seems to... Well, the poets are on your side, Natalie. And I didn't didn't jump the gun. I just thought you needed help in the argument, hence bringing <laughs> Avatar in. <laughs> so, guys, we did, Fazana and Avatar, we did bring you in to talk about career changes. Mm. Megan and Harry making that big career change, stepping away from royal life to do something else and earn a bit of their own money. But tell us about what you do, I guess. A lot of uh, a lot of your role. We'll start with you, Avatar. Is about helping um, clients, whether it's changing strategies, changing careers, and, and change is something some people are more comfortable with than others. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, when we see clients and in a coaching conversation or a mentoring conversation, usually they're at the point where they want to make a career switch, be that from one career to another, or be it taking a jump into entrepreneurship. Now, the entrepreneurship conversation is very different to a career change conversation because the skills that they may have uh, in, uh, inside them will be the same skills they require. Often, entrepreneurs don't understand exactly what they're letting themselves in for. Either the glamour of the role takes precedent, and what we try and make them do is, is visualise the whole picture of what it, what it is like to take that leap. And we do that just by asking some very, very careful questions to make sure that they are ready and they know the challenges that they will face. Do you have a top three questions that you would put at someone? 
Um, very much so. And the first thing is, why is this important to you? Second question would be, how will you measure your success? So, because we want them to d define what success means to them. Mm -hmm. Suc you know, this is not society's um, um, impression of success. It's, how will you decide that you've been successful? And it's very different for different people. And my third question would be, what resources will you need to help you along the way? The biggest resource is usually a mentor or a coach. I know Fazana here can talk a lot more eloquently about coaching. Thank you, Avatar. Um, so, yeah, <clears throat> I mean, I would um, I would agree with, with Avatar. Um, there are more and more people going towards becoming an entrepreneur, leaving the corporate world, um, most of the time leaving um, good, stable jobs, um, high-paying, paid, stable jobs, mm. to, to go out there and, and, and take the leap of faith, if you like, and, and become an entrepreneur, um, a lot of them for, for, for many reasons. Um, a lot of the, the, the entrepreneurs that I coach, um, some of them are going through that actual um, sort of dilemma. Um, do I do it now? Um, when do I do it? Or oh, I have started and how do I now ramp up? Um, the key thing is is making sure that um, you know you have a passion for it first of all first and foremost are you passionate about this um, and ensuring that um, you, you you're going to be able to manage this new leap mm. because you're not going to be able to have a team of people from day one to delegate to you're going to be a hands-on person you're going to be have to be a jack of all trades uh, from the right right from the get-go and I guess Fazana you're as ever, we know that you've looked at life coaching some of your background is in helping people how do you know if somebody's ready to take the leap because lots of people spend years and we had Raham um, contact the show and say look I tried to resign like three or four times before I <laughs> finally when how yeah. do you know somebody's kind of on the cusp of ready to just jump because you're you're saying goodbye to a lot of security right. as well aren't you that's right. So it, it, it will be different for, for different people. There isn't really a, a straightforward answer to that. It's very mm. tough because everybody's um, life experiences will be different. Everybody will be at a different points of, 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 of their careers. Um, so it really, really does depend on how confident they are themselves on their capability, on their competence. Have they, for example, they're leaving a good, stable job. Do they have the resources and the financial resources to be able to survive? So, for example, and, you know, my advice to to most people would be, you know, have you know have a, a little bit of experience before you leave your great, well-paid job, uh, before you go out there on a limb. Uh, make sure you've got at least six months of salary in your in your bank account to be able to survive those first few months because. Those first few months, you you won't be, be be able to get any income. That'll be the time when you're networking and getting your your business up and running and and building a brand. I mean, I like what Avatar said about uh, how do you judge success. I mean, mm. if I were to generalise, an entrepreneur is probably someone who is prepared to jump across that river without perhaps thinking everything through. If, mm. if you wait for everything to be in place, if you wait to have a year of cash flow, and da -da -da -da, you may be waiting forever. So it's that, it's that juggling act. But entrepreneurs out there who want to jump, I'm one of them, I've jumped on occasions without <laughs> thinking about it, is yeah, how do you judge that success? So set a plan. Yeah, um, if I can jump in here. I mean, one of the things I ask budding entrepreneurs is if resources weren't a constraint, i.e. time, energy and money what would you do mm. so you're taking that away you're letting them really dream and then they need to come with a plan because it's no good just wishing and dreaming these are concrete steps in this is what i'm going to do in year one this is what i'm going to do in year three this is my target audience this is 
what my capabilities are. This is what my product is. So they've actually mapped out from A to Z what they're actually going to do rather than just wishing and dreaming that it will happen. So, Avatar, this is, this is great, but uh, one of the questions I would have, a lot of the listeners to this show are perhaps not within corporate jobs. They are entrepreneurs. They mm. maybe don't have a budget set aside to, to avail of your expertise. How would, how would someone um, uh, take advantage of GGC con- consultancy? Um, we're involved with a number of um, government, semi-government and private entities where we as part of the coaching that we're employed for, we do individual coaching. And we, we also, as part of our CSR, will help entre- budding entrepreneurs. We've done that in Sharjah and Dubai. So people will come to us and we'll do it sort of um, as a CSR to get them on the right track. Now, a lot of people, once we have that conversation, decide, I'm not sure it's for me because it, it seemed like a good idea at the time. Yeah. Because what we do is we ask some difficult questions. Um, an example I can give you is a, a gentleman in Sharjah. He wanted to open a burger, burger restaurant. This was his passion. Dream, yeah. Yeah, he, this is what he wanted to do. They're just asking some basic questions about how much money do you need for the year? Yeah. Where's your location going to be? What is your USP? Um, how are you going to market to your audience? These questions were what we would, as with experience, deem as Basic, basic questions he hadn't even thought about these and he decided the corporate world the safety of that income is good for me but our job isn't to put people off it's to encourage them to be the best that they can be with the resources that they have and that's why i go back to that fundamental question i ask is if money energy and and uh, uh, time wasn't an issue what would you be and it's our job to make them the best they can be within those constraints and this is from Sadia Sadia says I'm an architect and I specialise in lighting design I did my MBA soon after I became a mother as a mum my perspective shifted completely I started a small community group called Bismillah Buddies which has since grown into a business I'm currently working on starting a new business both are centred around defining identity promoting diversity and getting people and children to know more about their identities and to be comfortable in their skins now I guess you know that is a huge career shift to go from an architect in light to sort of a very meaningful focus and I know um you know we were just talking a few minutes ago after I think it was you that said it you know people need to find the why if they didn't have to pay bills and rent and mortgages Mm. what would you do and it sounds like it sounds like Sadie has found a passion yeah absolutely um I was with, uh, on a similar subject, I was with a lawyer a couple of weeks ago who, who wanted to go into business development. So he trained as a lawyer, done all these um, legal stuff, was practicing as a lawyer out here, but had enough of the law. Um, I'm, I'm coaching currently a, a medical doctor who wants to come out of medicine and, wow. go, and go into something else. And so these things happen. It's, it's, it's finding your why. But underneath all that, as long as your moral compass, and it seems like this lady's moral compass, she wants to pursue something that's within her moral compass, her values, and she f- she's doing something for the greater good of herself. So the architect thing worked for her for a while, but skills that she learned there, her soft skills, her inherent skills, are now helping her raise a family and pursue her dream. And Fazana, it, I mean, it's it's frustrating that sometimes only women get asked this question. You know, once you have a family, do you have to change your job to make it suit your needs? But on a practical level, the way that most places are set up, 
when somebody steps back to look after the family, the children, a lot of the time it is still women. Do you find that is a pivotal turning point for many people that they then begin to consider what are my options? I can return to work and do this or can I um, go and do something that fits more with my new family? Yeah, first of all, um, kudos to this lady for, for taking that jump from architecture to, to doing what uh, uh, looks like is, is a passion of hers. Um, so well done for that. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is really interesting that uh, it is women, um, you know, 99% of the time or more, it is women, unfortunately, that are still having to make that 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 sort of uh, key decision. Uh, but it is possible, um, and I'm sure this lady will, will, will prove that, it is possible to, to have that balance. I'm sure she's had lots of reasons to be to, to leave the corporate world and to look after her young family um, and it is possible to 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 be able to to do that and, and, and the and the and what she needs to obviously look at doing is is finding the right balance um, if the passion is there then and and she makes a, the, the right plan with the right mm. resources it, it really is possible for her to to achieve that goal um, and we need more people to to follow their passions really and Neil there's a question that's come in for you um, bear, bear with me this one is a little bit detail but it's this Neil it says I've started freelancing for an international company they've advised me that they can only pay me if their European head office has a business license number for me I hear I am here in Dubai on a spouse visa my husband sponsors me so I have health care all of those things so what's the cheapest kind of license I can get do I need to know you know what do I need to do in order to get this business license number basically this person's message in and said I need to know if it's worth bothering as all my other freelance clients pay me directly into my bank account? I mean, that's a great question because there must be a whole load of people that could benefit from this. Um, there's been a lot of talk about freelancer mm. um, activities. Um, that can be very useful. It gives you a permit. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't give you a company license. One of the challenges of that, because anyone, want, you know, it sounds as if uh, uh, this this person would want to be sending invoices and receiving payments. That means they need a bank account. Um, so I would suggest that probably the best thing is is that um, firstly talk to the company and in, in uh, the international company that she's dealing with because perhaps they don't know the the specifics of, of the UAE situation. I.e., yeah. she does have a visa. She does have insurance provided already. She's operating perfectly uh, uh, legally, legally yeah. and as such, perhaps she doesn't need anything if she goes and explains that. Because it sounds like from this question, everybody else that she works for on a freelance basis is understands, like you said, the situation here. Yeah. So, so you know, it, 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 it's that that classic uh, thing, isn't it? That people in in uh, Europe don't know that Friday is 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 our weekend. Yeah. So it's ex- explain <laughs> that you 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 think I'm cutting my nose off here by by not jumping at uh, selling her a license, but firstly try and do that because you don't want to raise the costs uh, uh, too much. If, however, they still are insisting that that there is a a bank account and that that bank account should have a company name, which which does a lot for the credibility of of the service you're providing, then I would probably suggest looking for a uh, a company-only option, i.e. an option that doesn't provide a visa because that's cheaper and we have uh, a variety of solutions that are about uh, 14,000 dirhams that can get her started and if you you know, um, spread that out over the course of a, a year. It's a very small amount of money to have that company name, the bank account associated with it, and, and that, that, thus to have a, a more professional appearance. 
Okay, interesting response. One of the things I wanted to come back to is Reham, we have heard from who who switched from um, working in IT marketing to establish her events business. And this is what happened when she decided to do it. The first year uh, was very challenging because I was basically, I mean, I basically had to do almost everything myself and I had to learn a lot of things. At the beginning, I had two clients, but no additional pipeline. So I had to make use of my sales and marketing skills to find basically new clients. I have to say that I had times where I really questioned myself and say whether that was the right choice for me. Now, Fazana, I would like to come to you on this. Self-doubt can be crippling and it can be our biggest enemy. And you do some coaching. Um, and, and this is one of the problems that you must see time and time again. I, I do all the time. And, uh, um, you know, it, and, th- and this is normal, really, for anybody to have doubts, um, let alone just, just this lady. Um, and I, I see it more so again in, in women because, again, they're balancing so much more. Um, and uh, self-doubt, yes, it can be very crippling. Um, the, 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 and, and it's very, you know, sort of the solution as well is very going to be very different for, for different people. Um, what I ask is, is you know, um, if you didn't have this, what would you do? Now yeah. that you've gone on this journey, um, what do you need to do to, to make this successful? Um, you know, and, and a lot of sort of uh, responses come back and it and, and really is very um, true to, to that individual person and their personal beliefs and values. Obviously, there was a passion there and there were, was a value system there for them that person to go into this um, sort of uh, jump in, in, in this uh, um, sort of venture in the first place. And, and there will. There will be um, roadblocks. There will be hurdles to, to go over. It's finding uh, the right people to, to, to uh, assist you and support you, especially for the first um, six months a year, because it can be lonely. It can be quite daunting. Um, and one of the things I do do is... Is, is, is support young entrepreneurs with business coaching to, to yeah. help them sort of get off the ground. And I guess, um, Reham, final final word from her is that, you know, ultimately it's everything that you said, Fazana. there's pros and cons, but once you're on that road. At the beginning, of course, I missed being part of a team, uh, having structure, traveling to exciting places and meeting um, meeting like top executives and CIOs. I was I used to focus more on the growth and having a supportive team behind me. But then I realized that being your own boss is also very rewarding with all the care, effort um, and attention that you provide to your company. Basically, it's honestly, it's really, really amazing because you feel that it's your own baby. It's basically like your own baby. So three years on, Reham says she's completely proud of what she's doing. And, and, and Fadana and Avtal, you're both nodding along with everything that she's saying there because it's just <laughs> yeah. something that you must hear so often. I mean, what she articulated there in terms of the challenges that she had, in terms of the upskilling that she did, the doubts that she had, this is an everyday occurrence for entrepreneurs. Mm. Once you make that leap of faith from a a the security of a job that you get the salary for every month to the unknown... Um, it, it, it it's a big, big change. And your learning curve really, really accelerates. And uh, I'm, I'm delighted that she's 
that Reham has made this switch so successful because a lot of people don't because they don't appreciate the effort and energy and sometimes the loneliness that goes along with being an entrepreneur. So if people are thinking of reaching out for help for both of you, what's the best way to contact you? Start with you, Fazana. If they, someone's thinking, I would like to contact Trailblazing for some consultancy, for some possible coaching, what's the best way we can find you? So you can email me directly on info at trailblazerglobal.com. Okay, and what about you, Avtar? Um, exactly the same, info at ggc-consult.com. You've been listening to a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. To enjoy lots more from Dubai Eye in the United Arab Emirates, just go to DubaiEye1038.com or find them wherever you normally get your podcasts.